Hey team, so today we're talking about intentional deceptions, also known as lies, and first impressions. So with that being said, here we go. Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start though, Please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerichhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me today. So the other day, I was going through my phone and I came across this video. And the video is an incident with one of the teachers in the classroom. And it made me laugh. And I figured, you know what, i share this story. But I have to mention the broader issue was about lies. It's about intentional deception. I think there's nothing worse than when I know someone's lying and you're lying to me. And I don't understand why lie. I mean... You're an adult. Tell the truth. I mean, what am I going to do? Beat you? I think for me, lying insults my intelligence because more than likely the things that I've experienced and I've already been through, I kind of know when someone's lying. My spidey sense instinct is like, "Mm -mm, something's not right. Ask more questions. And for me, my whole philosophy, anyone that has worked with me knows that I say, own your shit and move on. That is my favorite expression when someone makes a mistake because we're all going to make mistakes. I make about 15 a day and I own it and I tell everybody like my fault, my bad, that was me. I own my shit and move on and I expect everyone else to. It's not about the mistakes a lot of the time. It's about what we do after it. And instead of trying to lie about it, just be honest. To me, that just makes more sense because to me, Lying lets me know that you know what you did and you know that it was wrong, but then you try to clean it up and it feels like I'm having a conversation with an eight year old and I sometimes, you know, although you may be 38, it feels like I am speaking to an eight year old. But what bothers me is when it's a dumb lie and this is what was in my phone. One time when I was a director I had a parent come to me one morning and tell me that there was a teacher that was on her phone last night when she picked up. Now, she was explaining, it wasn't about the phone. She was saying how her back was turned to her daughter and she felt like she wasn't watching her child and she was the last child there. So she said when she came in, she was like, she did acknowledge me when I came in, um, told her good night and kept it going. And I said, okay, I'll follow up with the teacher. I'll let you know. You know, I'll make sure that, you know, the parent doesn't know that, you know, I mean, the teacher doesn't know that she said anything because every parent is always scared of some form of repercussion. So I go look at the video. And yes, she exactly what the parent said. Uh, She was on her phone. Back was toward the child, which was her back was towards the door as well. She was on the phone FaceTiming at that. And parent comes in. She turns around, talks to the parent, maybe about. 15, 20 seconds, she gets her belongings and leaves and resumes her conversation. So, bam, seen it all. 
okay, now I'm about to have a conversation with the teacher because now it's time to have a conversation about supervision, um, a little coaching, going over, you know, this is why we do what we do. Ready to do the whole spew, do, like I said, a little bit of coaching. Go ahead, you're going to get this nice write-up because I don't play when it comes to the supervision of my children. And we're going about our way, own your shit, and move on. So I pull my assistant director in because you always want to have someone with you when you have these conversations because it always turns into a he said, she said type of situation. So it's always best practice to have another set of eyes and ears with you. So my assistant director watches the video. We're in agreement that we've seen the same thing. We're going to pull this teacher in. So we pull the teacher in. And I said, hey, she was like, what's going on? I said, just want to go over some things with you. I was reviewing some footage from yesterday, and I did notice that you were on the phone while you had children. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Uh, I noticed it yesterday on video. That's why we're having the conversation. No, I wasn't. You know what? I don't have time for these games is what I was thinking. I was like, okay, let's just cut through the bullshit. Okay, great. So I'm going to show you this video real quick, and you can see what happened. Show her the video. She looks at me and goes, I wasn't on my phone. So I look at my assistant director like, am I crazy? And I'm like, no, you were. You were. You were on your phone. And I was like, and I can see somebody on the phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, my phone just randomly calls people sometimes. Okay. So your phone just decides to call random people in your contacts. Yes. I was like, what kind of phone do you have? And she said, an iPhone. I said, ooh, girl, you must got that new iPhone. That 2030, because mine doesn't do that. But um, if that's a program, let me know, because I, I really want to know. And you know, she looked at me and says, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, okay, so that's a problem. And she goes, no, but even though it, it did that, I wasn't, you know, I still wasn't on the phone. It was just in my hand. And then at one point, you could see her looking at her watch. So she had her Apple watch or whatever, whatever she had going on at the time. It, it was a lot happening. But the story goes on and she says, well, I needed my phone to look at the time. I make sure every classroom has a clock on the wall. I'm like, well, there's and make sure that there's better. There's a battery in it that works. And I said, well, every classroom has a clock in it. She, she looks at me in my face and says, oh, I can't read that time. I probably did make that noise because sometimes when I want to laugh, I have to release air out of my diaphragm so that I do not start laughing. And I said, excuse me. And she said, oh, I can't read that time. I was like, analog time? She's like, yeah. Oh, but you're a teacher. Mm-hmm, but I can't do that. I said, oh, okay. So my assistant director is just looking at me and I'm not looking at her because I can feel her staring at me and I know because I'm ignorant, if I was to look at her, I would laugh. So I'm, you know, I'm a director. I have to be directory. So I just stared for a second because I had to collect my thoughts because I've never heard so many lies being thrown at me at one time. So then my assistant director says, you know, if this was court, you'd be going to jail. And she said, for what? And then I just looked and I said, have a good day. Bye. And she's like, okay. And I said, just have, have a good day. I couldn't even continue the conversation. It was too much. Why? 
And I have that clip still in my phone. So when I have a sad day, I look at it because it makes me laugh. But what it was just so sad because you just made yourself look, look very incompetent. I mean, you just basically said a second grader is smarter than you. And then you lied on your mama. And you lied on yourself. And I feel like you embarrassed yourself. And I don't think you love yourself. For me, it was it was the lies to my face. Like, how can you continuously insult my intelligence by one telling me it's not you, then your phone FaceTimes by itself. Now you can't, well, shit, she might not have been lying. Maybe she couldn't tell time. Some of these teachers these days, maybe, maybe she was being honest on that one. That's the side. But you know what? I don't know if she was lying or telling the truth because you already didn't lie to me. And my thing is, how am I supposed to trust what comes out of your mouth? And... How am I supposed to trust you around children? I just can't believe you once you lie to me in my face like that. Um, straight face, even if you lie, I can somewhat have a little respect for you if you decide to come back and say, yeah, nah, okay, yeah, I got caught. Yeah, I was wrong. Just be honest and own your shit. That's it. And we'll be right back. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center Program and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jer Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. So first impressions. It all starts with the first impression. I think when you've done your job for a while, it's easy to take families, new and old, for granted. And that's just never acceptable. I've seen schools um, and staff treat potential families, touring families, as intruders that take them away from doing their work, which makes absolutely no sense. It's all about the customer experience. Everyone wants to feel special. Everyone wants to feel that out of all seven point whatever billion people it is on this planet, that you know them specifically and you know their child specifically. Pulling up to your school is the first impression. What does it look like? Does it look, does it have clean windows that are glistening with Windex, vinegar? Does the flowers bloom even when it's fall? There's no debris on the sidewalk. Or does it look the opposite? Does it look like a portal to a fiery garage dump? Is there trash debris floating around like tumbleweed? All of these things matter for your first impression. When someone enters my school, I like to think of their five senses. Sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. What do they see when they first walk in? 
Is it clean? Is it organized? I personally feel if when I walk in it's unorganized, I automatically think you have too much to do and you're going to lose my child immediately. So I'm pretty much done after that. What do I hear? Do I hear screaming children? Or do I hear nice music being played? Creates an ambiance of, um, wow, they're actually professional in what they do and they just help set the mood. What does it smell like? I can't stand the smell of dirty diapers. To me, I don't want to smell that when I walk in. Dirty diapers, stagnant water, anything like that, you should not be smelling. Get you some Scentsy, some air fresheners, some plug-ins, some whatever you need to make it not smell horrible, you should get. Touch. When you open that door, and I think we've all done this before where we've touched a door and went, ugh, what was that? If I touch a door, I'm already freaked out. So I already think that you're nasty and you're dirty because the door handle was gross. I really do believe that. And just think about that. And even taste. I'm not saying, you know, walk around and lick the school. That's just really disgusting. But because how our senses are tied in together, sometimes I know we've tasted things that we smell. I don't want to taste the smell of a dirty diaper. I just can't. No. Mm -mm. Now someone is about to walk in and speak to somebody. They're making contact. Does the person up front, let's say it's you, do you look like your job title? I don't personally want to see administrators who look like they're going to a first Friday arts event or they look like they rolled out of bed and hiked to work. If you look like that, I just personally think you're trash and immediately I'm done with you. This happened to me once. I had just opened a new school and if you know me, I usually wear ties or I wear a, um, a suit, something of that nature. So the school opens. It's a lot going on. It's a really big school. So it's a lot of new children. It's the first day. It's just a lot happening. And this man found me. He came to me. He said, sir, excuse me. I have a question for you. And I was like, yes, I answered his question. And he said, I knew to come to you because I knew that the man with the tie on was in charge. And I never forgot that. And ever since then, I always continued to dress up. I actually had dressed up just because it was the first day and I normally didn't dress up that well. But ever since then, that taught me, hey, people know what they're looking for and they're going to give you a respect. So are you groomed? Is that the first thing someone sees? And I don't mean that you have to, you know, have your hair done, your hair laid, your nails done, all that stuff. I'm just asking you to clean your hair and nails and just look groomed. Specifically, face, body, teeth cleaned, um, clothes that are clean and ironed. Overall appearance of being professional. Because if you look nasty, I'm going to assume that your school is nasty. And here's a tip. If you don't have a full length mirror, Look at one, get one, and then look at it every day before you walk out. Best advice I can give you. But now you can be wearing something nice. You can be giving off the illusion of professionalism when you meet these new families. But you still can have a first bad impression. You can be slouched, yawning. You can just be looking bored. You can have a scowl look on your face. And hey, if you need to fake it, then just fake it. If you get to know me, I am very sarcastic. I am straight face. I'm not bubbly. But when I'm at work, I am. I fake it. That's just what you have to do. 
What does your demeanor and facial expression and your eye contact say about you? Your body language tells your inner feelings and emotions. And all of this is just part of your first impression. No words have even been said to say, hello, how are you today? None of that. Just remember, this is your first impression and you never get to change it. I did a blog post a while ago about the five basic classroom management strategies. These are my personal strategies as they are rules, routine, praise, behavior, guidance, and engagement. To me, in my opinion, everything comes out of those that falls under those umbrellas because rules are about setting realistic expectations, routines help maintain order, Praise is about positive acknowledgement of a child's efforts. Uh, behavior guidance is um, when a teacher needs to determine the appropriate consequences for misbehavior. Uh, and also engagement, just how it's closely linked to quality of instruction. As I said, everything to me falls under those five guises. But you can review it at www.jerichhuff.com and let me know what you think about it. Once again, I want to thank you for listening this week. I want you all to go out, have a productive week, have a week full of positive first impressions, and don't lie to anybody, and that should help you have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.